we're leading up to Easter, which is in just two weeks. Can you believe it? Today, we're talking about scandalous faith on Cell Life Church Live. Welcome to Cell Life Church Live. Thank you for joining us as we share an inspirational message that is relevant to life today. Hello, Hi. and welcome to another webcast from the Cell Life Church studio. Yay. Thank you so much for joining us for the next few minutes. Yeah. How is everyone doing with regard to the COVID-19 or coronavirus situation around the world? I'm stir crazy. <laughs> you know, some <laughs> nations are being hit worse than others. Some communities are under stay-at-home orders, and some are in complete quarantine. I'll stick with stay-at-home orders. <laughs> Uh, we've been contacted by some of our pastors and missionaries around the globe asking for help with getting their people food and sanitation supplies. Mm -hmm. Some of the areas we have received requests from are difficult for Christians and they're not being helped by their government or community. So if you would like to help, you can donate securely online on our website. The address is right there on the screen. Uh, just click the COVID-19 relief donation button on the front page of our site, and we will get those resources right to where they can be put to best use. Mm -hmm. Please continue to pray for people around the world as well. Yes. Can you believe Easter is just two weeks away? It's amazing. <laughs> Easter is April 12th this year and is when we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. With the coronavirus pandemic, most churches around the world are closed and will be really for some time. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. You don't need to be in a church building to worship God or to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. That's right. We will be having a live webcast mm -hmm. that morning, and you can join us online. Yes. We will touch on that very thing in our message today, so stick with us, please. Yeah, yeah. So the message today, you know, today we want to look at the interaction Jesus had with a couple of people during his ministry here on earth. Reading about Jesus' life and ministry in the Gospels is always rewarding, and there are many instances of interaction with people and parables of how we should interact with people. Now, it would take a year of Sundays to discuss all of Jesus's recorded interactions with people. We're going to look at just two interactions today, and they just happen to be two of our favorites. The first interaction we're looking at includes a miracle, and it's found in three of the four Gospels. We'll be reading about it in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48. And, the, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. Wow. So let's set the stage here. Now, if we read the context of this, we see that Jesus is on his way to heal someone else. Mm -hmm. A local Roman official has mm -hmm. called for Jesus to come and heal his daughter, who is about to die. 
On the way there, this woman presses in, hoping for relief from her condition, and delays Jesus for a short bit of time. Now that we know what's going on, let's examine this woman's situation. Now we see this woman has been bleeding for 12 years mm -hmm. continuously. What a terrible thing to be dealing with. And this posed many difficulties for the woman. Right. The medical condition, the religious ramifications, and the emotional condition. Yes, we read that no one had been able to heal her of this constant discharge of blood. Mm -hmm. We can surmise that from this that she had gone to see plenty of doctors mm -hmm. and other healers. No one had been able to help. Right. I'm sure she had tried everything. Mm -hmm. She needed to be healed so she could live her religious life. Right, right. Now, the religious ramifications of this problem were real also. We read in Leviticus chapter 15 that she was ceremonially unclean. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but anything she touched, laid in, or sat upon was also unclean. And anyone who touched her, her clothes, anything she sat on or laid in was ceremonially unclean as well. Right. She would have to isolate herself mm -hmm. and not put anyone else in the position where they would come in contact with her. She had not been able to have contact with anyone for 12 years. Mm. This leads to her emotional state. Absolutely. This really had to be embarrassing for her. Yeah. She had had to have been depressed. Right. She could not have felt very well at all. Yeah. We can easily assume that she was desperate. Yes. So desperate, she would risk pressing through a crowd to get to Jesus. Right. I'm sure she had heard of the miracles that Jesus performed. Mm -hmm. And that's why she showed up that day. Because right. that's exactly what she needed. Yes. She wasn't going to let anything come between her and being healed. Mm -hmm. She did the unthinkable at that time. Yeah. She broke the religious law. Yeah. She pressed in past the others as Jesus passed by reached out and touched the edge of his yeah. cloak and was immediately healed. Yes, amen, amen. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Right. You know, she didn't call out to Jesus. She didn't ask or even beg for a miracle because mm -hmm. there were plenty of folks that were doing that. Uh, she was sure that all she needed to do was just touch the hem of his clothing and she would be healed. Yeah. And she was. Amen. But we're not done. That's right. We still haven't seen Jesus's <laughs> interaction with her. And herein lies the real, the, the real lesson. As soon as she was healed, her thoughts were to turn and run, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Or at least stand still and let the crowd just pass on by. Right, yeah, exactly. She was probably already thinking about the seven days she needed to go before she could go to the temple and offer her doves as a sacrifice for the cleansing. Mm -hmm. It's probably already running through her mind. Right. What's next? But instead, Jesus stopped and asked, who touched me? I felt power leave me. Mm. I can't imagine her response then yeah. as yeah. she thought those things. Yeah. We believe that Jesus already knew full well who had touched him and why. Because he knew everything. Right. He was God incarnate, walking the earth, spreading the good news of the kingdom of God. Nonetheless, he asked, who touched him? Yeah, yeah. Well, Peter, oh, Captain Obvious here. Peter, stating the obvious, said rather astonishingly, Master, the crowd is pushing and pressing against you, and you ask, who touched me? I can hear him asking this. Right. Really? <laughs> but Jesus wanted the woman to come out from hiding. Yeah. He wanted to make a point. Mm -hmm. 
he didn't want to you know make her feel embarrassed mm -hmm. or anything else but he wanted to make a point right. he wanted to teach everyone from that moment on including you and me a very very important thing yeah once the woman came and fell at jesus's feet and shared with him her story jesus looked upon her with compassion and told her that her faith had made her well and to go in peace mm -hmm. he didn't consider himself ceremonially unclean in fact he didn't even consider it at all. Mm -mm. He didn't scold her for pressing past all these people, making them all unclean and able to fulfill their religious duties for the remainder of the day. Right. He ignored all of that. Mm -hmm. Meh. He showed compassion and filled her heart with peace. Amen. 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 You know, we must always show compassion. Yeah. It is always appropriate. That's right. We also see here that it is our faith in who Jesus is and what he can do that enables us to receive the miracles he has for us. Yes. Our faith, sometimes scandalous faith, yes. is necessary to receive and do all that God has for us. Yes, it is. The other interaction we want to look at today is with the Samaritan woman at the well. Let's read the passage and then discuss it. We find it in John chapter 4, verses 4 through 24. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. And when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. What a passage. Amen. What a great story. 
to fully understand this passage, there are a couple of things that we need to point out. Yes. First of all, the Samaritans were the result of the northern kingdom of the Jews being overrun and occupied hundreds of years mm-hmm. earlier. In this case, half the Jews were carried off to captivity and the conquerors sent people there to settle intermarrying with the Jews. Yes. The southern kingdom, Judah, was also shortly thereafter conquered, but all were taken off to captivity, but were later allowed to leave captivity and return to rebuild Jerusalem, keeping their family and Jewish lines pure, unlike their Samaritan cousins. Because of this, and a a disagreement over where to worship, the two groups, they didn't speak. In fact, it was unlawful for Jews to associate with Samaritans. This leads us to the first two observations of this passage of scripture. Sounds like a couple of kids. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus was walking through Samaria to get to Galilee because it was the most direct path. And he was going to have to deal with Samaritans. Now, when he sat at Jacob's well, a woman approached and he asked her to draw him some water. Now, there are two things wrong with this, according to the law at the time. First, she was a Samaritan, and he should not have had any dealings with her. Second, she was a woman that he was not related to, and he should not have been alone with her or communicating with her. Yet, here Jesus is, sitting and talking with a Samaritan woman, sharing the good news of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. In other words, showing compassion and love for her as a father does for a child. Yeah. Now, we noted earlier that Jesus knows everything. There is nothing that we can hide from him, even if we try. This woman is no different. We learn here that we can't hang on to our sin and expect to receive the living water that Jesus provides. When the woman asks for the living water, Jesus tells her to go and get her husband. He knows she's not married now. He knows her situation. She's been married multiple times before Mm -hmm. and is now living with a guy that she's not married to. Jesus then takes this moment to teach her something that we can learn from as well. Yes, life is not about religious duty. Amen, say that again. <laughs> life is not about <laughs> religious duty. We see Jesus yes. illustrating that here. God does not desire religious duty from us. Yeah. He wants us to worship Amen. him. He does not care if it is here or there. Mm-hmm. He cares that it is truly from our hearts. Yes. He cares that we have confessed all our sins and are not holding anything back. Right. We as believers can learn from both the woman and from Jesus here. Yeah. We learn from the woman that there is nothing we have done and no situation that we are in that we cannot come to Jesus just as we are with contrite hearts and expect to receive compassion and forgiveness. Again, here we see scandalous faith in the part of the Samaritan woman. Mm -hmm. We learn from Jesus that there are no barriers that should prevent us from ministering to others. Mm -hmm. We should look at everyone as one of God's children and treat them with compassion and the love of the Lord, regardless of societal expectations. We learn that there is no one place to go and worship God. He does not live in a house built by man or reside in a church building. We can and should worship him wherever we find ourselves. Mm -hmm. We see scandalous faith, ministry, and teaching in Jesus as he ministers to the Samaritan woman. Friends, 
Take note of Jesus in these passages and how he interacts with these people. Mm-hmm. Above all, he shows compassion, love, and forgiveness to any and all that he encounters. And we should do the very same. Yes, amen. Thank you so yes, much for you. being with us today. We look forward to hearing how you minister to others, mm-hmm. especially during this difficult time of quarantine and lockdown. Yes. Please remember we are accepting donations mm-hmm. to help people around the world without the means to purchase food or sanitation products. And you can give securely on our website at www.celllifechurch.org. Continue to check on your neighbors, practice safe social distancing, and keep washing your hands with soap and water (laughs) for at least 20 seconds. Until next time, be encouraged in Jesus' name. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Cell Life Church Live. We hope you've been encouraged. If this message touched you in some special way and you would like to contact us, you may do so on our Facebook page, website, this YouTube channel, or email. We enjoy hearing how these messages impact your life. Would you consider supporting Cell Life Church financially? Contributions can be made online and are tax deductible in the United States. Details for giving can be found on our website at www.celllifechurch.tv. 